can take that bullshit elsewhere. Self care. I'm treating me right. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're gonna be alright. We are all right, man. We are all right. How you doing, Jordan? How you feeling today? That's good. Happy Friday, man. Happy I'm feeling Friday. good. Feeling blessed. Feeling amazing. How about you, man? Man, I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling good. It's raining out here today, so no sun, but man, I'm feeling oh. I feel good, bro. I'm, I know I you're happy, man, because it's 85 and sunny here. Just got back from the park. My dog's a freaking beast, bro. You want a freaking outfielder, man? He'd be the best in the game. Go Glover. Hey, bro, but I got the best defender in the game. Yeah. There's no ch- you, your dog might catch it. Cutter might catch it, but there's no chance Nance is letting her get back to you. <laughs> there's no chance. You, you, you're just not, you're going to lose, bro. Dude, Cutter is so athletic, bro. Like, the most athletic being I know. Like, my man can jump like 10 feet. Like, crazy. I've seen him clear. Like, we were hiking on rocks one time. And like or it was rocks on the river. So we like walking on the rocks on the river. You ever done that? And like, dude, yeah. there's big ass boulder. Like I had to jump using my hands, pull myself up. And I'm like trying to tell this guy not to come. And like as soon as I climb up it, of course, what does this guy do? He just comes <laughs> fucking flying, bro. And he just sends it like he gapped like an eight foot gap from huge boulder to boulder. Like, dude, blows my mind. Yeah, dude, the dogs are dogs, they got something, bro. I feel so bad right now, bro. Nance is hurt. So, like, oh. I literally have to take her outside on a leash. Like, I never have her on a leash. I have to take her outside on a leash, and she's, like, been stuck inside for, like, a week and a half, that's dude. Sorry. She's, like, going crazy. But that's the only way that Temporary. she's going to get better. But Temporary. It'll get better. How's your, how's your Ramadan fast going? Man, it's going. Man. It's going. <laughs> Man. You, still, you still study with that? Still? Yeah. 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 I'm, uh, today, yesterday was so – today I have nine days left after today. So, okay. today – yeah, it's been the last three days I've thought about um, breaking my fast because it's gotten pretty bad. Like, it's gotten to the point where I, like, get so angry and get so cranky. Not, like, angry. Angry. Like, angry. passively angry, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not yelling or anything. I just get, like, passive-aggressive. Like, I'll get pissed off at me, like, looking at Instagram or something just, like, for mm-hmm. no reason, you know? Like, it's it's uh, it's uh it's been difficult, man. Not at, like, 3 o'clock, 3, 4 o'clock, it's the, it's the worst. You get like super hungry. You start trying to max. Super. When hungry. do you eat? When do you eat? Do you say so do you eat? Do you just wake up and go through it? Like do you wake up before sunrise and eat before bed, or you just max at night? Like some days I do wake up before sunrise and eat before sunrise. <laughs> um, but it's tough, man. Sunrise is at like five forty now, five forty-five. So yeah, geez. Uh, yeah, I gotta be up early, bro. Or you just eat. wake up max and then go back to bed. And <laughs> no, well, I did that the first couple times, and I was like, wow, I feel terrible i feel like i'm gonna shit my pants because i went to sleep like with a full stomach and not even hungry you know i just stuffed my face but mm-hmm. no lately dude i've been doing 18 hours i'll just eat like my last thing that i'll eat will be like 11 12 o'clock at night and then i'll wake up at 6 30 6 a.m and then go till 7 40 now it's every wow, so every day it goes one minute later you're just so, fasting you're going fasted throughout the whole day and no more yeah yeah no it's more. rough rough wow. but it, dude it's been good man i i realized i realized you know so the, the story goes or in 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 the book it says that um on the 25th if i'm not mistaken 25th 28th day or something like that um is when the word was um like revealed to muhammad mm-hmm. 
because like you've gone through so long and dude today i had not i mean i i think this has a lot to do with it today i had my best trading day i've had probably all year let's go it's like yeah it's been it was good i think it's because of like the mental like shift that's happening in my head just being more aware of my emotions being aware of my decisions like my patience dude above and beyond right now all-time highs i recommend it but i don't at the same time you know what i mean patience is a difficult one but yeah i know what you mean have you been like do you eat a lot at night? Like when you finally can eat? Do you just freaking I eat everything? I eat everything <laughs> in sight, bro. Anything that's available to me, I will eat it. Yeah. But the problem, here's the problem. I can't eat that much. You know, oh, like all yeah, your stomach, so it's tiny. Yeah. Yeah. It's good though, man. I feel good. Like I feel like definitely, definitely lost a couple pounds, which is yeah. amazing. I haven't been able to go to the gym as consistently because I don't have energy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been it's been good, man. I feel good. I'm gonna go get a haircut today after this. Nice. Looks fresh. I don't know about as as short as you, but <laughs> how was your trading uh, week, bro? I didn't take anything, man. I was literally just looking at some stuff. Um, everything left me, man. Yeah. The cat I had a buy limit, missed it by like three pips. Would have caught that whole buy. Like, oh, um, yesterday, right? Yeah, one o'clock. Yes, yeah, yeah. I had a two four six a hit. I had my limit at two four five five. So I missed by five pips. That would have been a nice snack. Um dollar's been good though. I mean the volatility's good. Um I've been taking a couple I took a couple lessons this week on Australian dollar. I was trying to play that reversal a little too aggressively. But you said it was your best week. What were you trading? Um, I trade, I trade indices. I trade NAS. I trade US 30 GU yeah. GU really paid me this week. Uh, nice. I trade, oh, yeah. but I trade UU on small time frames. I trade like the cell on GU Five fifteen. I took the cell yesterday on GU. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was good. Nice. Um, this morning I caught the NAS drop twice nice. actually. Hell yeah. That was, Big, that was Bitcoin smacked that four hour candle and dropped. Yeah, I saw that. That was a really clean setup. That was a really clean setup. It was a very short-term Ethereum buy yesterday. Um, yeah. Like for like two hours. Just when it wicked down, I, I happened to just be watching the chart at the time. Oh, I, like, I see you. Yep. Boom, snipe. And then I just caught it, that nice little pull. Yeah, yeah crypto is really interesting now. It's We've been stuck in, ever since we started this podcast, we've been stuck in the 39, 38-ish to like 42 range um still in there we took out the highs this week at 43 42.8 drop back down test the lows right now at 39.5 so cryptos cryptos are they like to do this though they like they really do like to do this they can consolidate for weeks months at a time and then within a few days or a week break out of like that so i know with that weekly close we'll see if we want to push up over 53 or if we're taking if we're going to go attack those lows under, under 30, but definitely not. And still, I feel like the weekly update every week has just been the same thing. It's like yeah, Bitcoin really deciding been. what it wants to do, but yeah, we're still ranging. Yeah. We're just kicking it. We're hanging out. I think we're accumulating decisions right now. Mm-hmm. One, two things. I, hey, you know what I do know for What's sure? That? It's, it's either going to go up or it's going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> that's that's a that's a professional technical analysis. That's well, it, man. I don't know my analysis. It's either gonna do one of two things. <laughs> I'm gonna go, go work on Wall Street now. <laughs> I'm a professional analyst. That's oh, funny. It's like it, it's like it's like when you see those memes on um on social media where it's like oh my trading style is when it hits this line, right? When it hits this trend line, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell because of this trend line. This imaginary <laughs> trend line. Uh. When it goes here, it's gonna go up because it's because <laughs> it's gonna go up. <laughs> I just know that it's gonna go up from here, and then it fucking tank. Yeah, that's funny, bro. That's... The markets yeah, have was... been good, man. I'm excited for for what's coming, man. It's been a good. Yeah. It's been a good week. Did you see that uh that that uh Axie hack um was from North Korea? No. Yeah, they traced it back to wallets in North Korea. I mean, obviously, there's, like, political motives and threads there where people can tie it, you know, to being attacked on shit. But, uh, yeah, trace that back to North Korea. Um, yeah. Shiba and Dogecoin are getting crushed. Dude, I feel bad for people that got in, like, five Dogecoin on the top. Freaking yeah. Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live. Hmm. Yeah. That was the top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unlimited or really high supply coins with no utility. Hmm. Losing mm. value. What is it? Doesn't that mean something? Little, <laughs> little pump and dump. Oldest trick in the book, man. Oldest Dude. trick in the book. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like a lot of people, crypto is not valuable. Crypto is not valuable. Why is it holds back? Well, how many times has Bitcoin pumped and then dumped, you know, and then some reason people still hold on to it? Hmm. you know like coins that have actually survived multiple market cycles like bitcoin ethereum and stuff and then you have those new coins for people that haven't been in the market for very long you know they get that new coin that comes in there's like oh man but if this just goes to a dollar i mean supply and demand one you know you got quadrillions of coins it's never going to happen but two it's like i want to see it get battle tested that's one of my big things for cryptos i want to see them get battle tested first before i'm going to make a significant investment in something like Okay, yeah, while the hype is there, every coin can go crazy. Any coin for any reason. We've seen that. Like literally nothing coin, poop coin, <laughs> just shoots up to the moon. But what's the what's the demand after the hype ends? You know, is there actual demand after the hype ends that'll keep it through the market cycle and have give it a chance to have another pump? You know, Uniswap, all of our DeFi, all of our blue chips. We're gonna see now if they can make that next pump. Some of the ones that haven't been through the market cycle yet. So Really interesting time, really interesting time. It's a good time to be doing research, consolidating, doing, figuring out what's going to have demand through uh, money tightening and bear cycle, you know? Yeah. You think we're in a bear market right now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if not, if not a bearish market, um, a consolidated market, you know, which is pretty pretty similar. I mean, but still down 30, like 30 to 40% from the highs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Obviously, breaking of 29 puts us full on bear mode, but I don't think we last very long if we go on any 29K. I don't think price stays there very long. So in terms of crypto where you have boom and consolidation, because even if you look at the pullbacks, bear markets of 2018, 2019, it was basically a, a long range of consolidation, a really, really long range of consolidation. And then with like that one drop, uh, let me pull my chart here so I can get the data. That one drop, we had like October 20 of 18, just drops right off from 6K to 3K. And then it ranged there again. And then it shot off from 3K to 9, ranged, dropped from 9 to 3, 
three to 60. So Bitcoin, when it runs, it runs, you know, and then yeah. basically if it's not running, it's either consolidating and then ready to make another drop. So if you consider that it's really those consolidation phases with the uh, bear wipeouts, like those big bear wipeouts. I mean, should I let's run my screen right here? Oh, can you make yeah. me a co-host or whatever? Go ahead. Like Bitcoin runs for years, consolidates. Then yeah, two weeks of drop. Then it runs, consolidates. One week of drop, runs, consolidation. So could we see? Could we get one of those drops? Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting it. We could get a nice fast drop, consolidation, rise. But yeah, that's what Bitcoin does. It's like if you really look at those runs, the parabolic runs, and then the parabolic downclines, they're really short. I mean, the runs long. The runs are long, but the the downcline, the decline drops are short. But look at this range here for how long. Look at this range here for how long, you know, and now we're in another range. Nice, quick little, quick little session right there, man. That was dope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's very, it's like Crypto Picasso in 60 seconds right there. Yeah. Fucking. That's it. You get it or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You know, I'm like, I was actually doing a. Um, a webinar earlier this morning for some people my mom's class class of high schoolers actually explaining to them bitcoin and stuff and i'm like they're like everybody always asks the question how does it work I'm like i mean i could explain that to you but first why don't you tell me how the dollar works <laughs> it's like you don't need to understand these things nor will you so it's like you get it you see it it's new if you do look into that information and you are the inquisitive curious person it makes 100 percent sense but yeah it's like 2022 if you don't get the whole one one currency is completely inflated like infinite supply versus limited supply man get with it get with the program yeah that's major dude i think that's that's a great way to kind of explain it to people that are unaware of it like do you understand how the current monetary supply works and then if you don't understand that before you can even comprehend what blockchain is or what crypto is let alone what bitcoin does you should understand what's going on currently because of course there's flaws to crypto of course there's things that yeah. are wrong with it but do you understand how many flaws are with the current system like if you want to point it like taking shots at itself like yeah like obviously one's way more broken than the other so yeah i think that's important and it's funny how we always end up back at the topic of money bro. like <laughs> subject of money all the time it always comes back to like Every time. those fucking guys man they just fucked everything up those money guys but it's mm -hmm. it's good though i think it's good for for everybody that that tunes in you know people just if you hear the same things over and over again and it's like if you didn't believe it the first time it's not even about believing it. if you didn't understand it the first time it's just like regardless of whatever topic it always ends up coming back to the same subject it's just like some people are so focused on the fruit that they, they forget about the root you know and that's really what it is it's like if you really make you know a lot of money in your life you got to really understand what the current money is like how money works right now yeah exactly. i think that's so important but bro this yeah. week we were um well were you gonna say something it's only gaining relevancy too with inflation you know the more inflation rises the more people will look to alternative things like where to put their money outside of dollars because dollars are so getting devalued so much like it's it's the thing is too it's like it's not going to end anytime soon like they printed all that money and we're just seeing the first shockwaves of it but the the shockwaves that are coming are bigger and then the rate hikes are going to be even bigger the interest rates are going to go higher like the inflation cpi is going to go higher so and any trend that's going to slow down anytime it's just getting started with the dollar being 
worthless. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a whole fucking thing. Itself, I mean, yeah, we talked about that a lot. Yeah. It's been it's been an interesting thing to watch, and I'm excited to see kind of how it unfolds. Um, I saw Grant talking about um, like 8.5% inflation and the things he just gave it like a, a very, very analytical explanation of like how in 19, I think it was like 1960, a thousand bucks could get you like appliances and um, like he just named off a whole bunch of stuff. And then he's like that same thousand dollars is still that $1,000 right now but it, you need, you can only buy one eighth of that, you know? So it's like, think about, right. It's related back to something a little bit more simple. Think about it like a gram of weed, right. Or like, yeah, it's like in, in, in 2000 and what, 12, you could buy a gram of weed for 20 bucks. Now you can't buy, you know, I guess you could buy more weed for more money, you know, but it's like the same same concept you can only buy a fraction of what you used to be able to buy even though that twenty dollars is still that same twenty dollars purchasing power losing purchasing power that's the thing that's hidden behind people's backs is like you put a million in the bank in 2005 yeah you still have a million today if you didn't touch it but the purchasing power of that million in 2005 versus today is drastically different yeah that's that hidden tax that you're just not seeing yeah when you realize it though it's like damn that hits because you think about it this way, the, your dollar today buys you less things that it buys you tomorrow and it buys you less the next day. So are you going to spend on those dollars today to get that value? Or are you going to save them because you're, yeah, they're in crazy times, but it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out. People's we're going to we're gonna live to see it, hope, hopefully, and we're going to live to talk about it. Death the dollar. <laughs> yeah. The, the death and the rise of the dollar and the digital dollar. Dude. We'll see. We'll see. It's coming, bro. But um, so we had uh last week we mentioned we were gonna talk about um, not as I would I would say not as of sensitive of a topic to most people. <laughs> well, it depends. I guess it depends who you ask. But um, relationships, bro. I think this is how you and I kind of like became real good homies. You know, talking about like um, just like intimate relationships, and then just like family relationships, um, like personal relationships with like people that we know mutually. I mm-hmm. think that's kind of like how we really became homies is just like really sharing like personal. Yeah, personal shout, out, shout, out, shout out to Mike Nav, right? Connector of human beings. Cause yeah, I think relationships are so important in this world. Like they really can influence what you end up doing with your life. Like the, the they can influence how much money you make. They can influence, dude, everything. Like, every part of your life really comes down to relationships and, like, how you grow in and work with them. You know, so it's 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 crazy. I'm excited to have this conversation, just to reflect and ask good questions about relationships and see what we uncover because I've had a, I've had a pretty crazy experience in my life with relationships. I've changed friends a lot. I've moved around a lot. I've lived in handful of places in our first end of time so but at the same time like i'm really grateful for the internet and like what qc what i am what this community has been able to do for me in terms of maintaining and keeping relationships creating relationships all over the world you know having those friendships in chicago miami dallas you know everywhere and but yeah it's like i think one thing for me about it is like 
what's been so exciting is being an adult and kind of getting out of my bubble of living in this coming from a small town wisconsin is like finding relationships with people who are interested in the same things that you are yeah and how fast and natural you can connect with people when you're on the same frequency versus just like people you've known your whole life type shit you know and like hey you can like meet somebody and like connect and be like man i feel like i've known you my whole life like i've known you what like four or five years it's felt like a lot longer than that honestly though for real yeah facts what do you mean like 2019 right 29 ended 2019 sounds about right yep right before we left yeah no earlier than that dude 2018 28 end of 2018 yeah four years yeah yeah because the end of 2019 was right before covid so yeah it was a year before that for sure what do you think is like the most like this is just a broad spectrum too it's not even just like um specifically talking about any certain type of relationship but like what do you think is the most important part in any like family or personal or good i'm gonna throw that question right back to you i'm sure i'm done but i think honesty man um honesty of communication because communi- everyone says communication is everything, right? And I think most people get that sense. Like, if you don't communicate, it just creates that weird vibe. Like, when things are weird, there's, you're only left to your assumptions. Um, but honesty of communication, because some communication isn't even communication. Just talking isn't talking. But, like, the more honest you can be for myself and my experience, the more honest I can be with myself and what I'm feeling with others, the better my relationships have gotten. You know, just the honesty of my intentions, my feelings, everything, man. So just being... Being vulnerable, actually, I think is what it comes down to. That's the answer. It's like being vulnerable to like expose yourself with people, like your real feelings and shit. Because yeah, a lot of people communicate and say what they feel or think, but it ain't at that level where people can resonate and connect or don't because they're scared. They're scared to be hurt, be abandoned or whatever. So I think that vulnerability of emotions is everything. What about you, man? What are you, what's the most important thing for you? I'm right there with you, man. I think communication for sure um that's you kind of hit the nail right in the head because vulnerable being vulnerable um i think it's tough especially for men it's very tough to like just drop your ego and just like communicate effectively um it's something that took me a long time in my life to get good at i feel like my background in like just like my work history um taught me a lot of ways taught me a lot of strategies on how to communicate but it, it wasn't effective communication it was just like transactional communication um, yeah. and i kind of left me in a position where i had to really develop um like intimate communication you know like how to really talk to people how to really let people into my life and how to really like listen so i could really help people um yeah, I think vulnerability is kind of hitting the head, nail right in the head. So, I mean, everybody can talk to each other, but some Very people are just end up screaming at each other. And that's oh, not that communication, yeah. you know, it's people end yeah. up just like agreeing to disagree. They don't solve anything or it's like, you know, bring violence into it. Like you and I start getting into a fight about, you know, who's a better, I don't know, traitor. And then we just start duking it out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think some relationships, um, Depends on like the depth of your relationship. There's so many topics I want to touch on. It's like obviously a relationship that you have that's super deep, someone you see all the time, that's family, that's um, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, best friends, you know, there's a level I think 
like every relationship gets to the point it's like is this going to be a serious relationship or not because how many friends i don't know if i must speak from my own experience but like i've had a lot of friends in my life that were friends and i consider them friends and i would hope today if i hit them up they would respond but at the same time i wouldn't count on it because a lot of the friendships and acquaintances you make in this world are just people that you go to school with people that you work with people that you just happen to find yourself in the same doing the same thing hey we're both doing this thing we're both here let's be friends but how deep does that friendship actually go do you actually talk about the difficult subjects and it's like for me i look at my life and i consider like damn yeah no there's only really a good handful dozen of people like that were i've ever had like good relationships where that extended beyond that where you have those difficult conversations and i'm the same way man as a man yeah it's really difficult for me to to be emotional in conflict you know because for me conflict is like all right conflict problem let's fucking solve it all right solving it we're gonna solve it with logic and logic (laughs) is this (laughs) this and that and i've learned that in those relationships yeah like with my brother with you with my 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 best friends you know people i've lived with spent a lot of time with my girlfriend my parents that doesn't always work. <laughs> that approach doesn't always work. <laughs> it may work in a situation like that. Like I said before, with uh, the acquaintance level of friendship with someone you're on a surface level with, like, hey, this is a disagreement. Let me put the logic out here. But on those deeper level of connections, it's like that that sort of thing. I've ran into trouble with that. I've experienced like some difficulties in my life trying to use that a method. And it's been something I've had to develop as well, which is like that intimate communication of, what I struggle with, man, is like, I feel like people don't feel heard when they talk to me or that I've, I've had that feedback and like, I don't, you're someone that's really, really good at listening. So I'm going to use this and ask you is like, what are, what are ways and things that you do when you're listening to people, when you're having those difficult conversations, like what's critical to you? What do you, what's important? What do you focus on when you know, and you recognize, Hey, this is a serious conversation between me and this person. And this is going to, you know, because those kind of conversations affect your relationships, good conversations, when you can come to good conclusions, when you can create agreement, it strengthens them. But when you create those rifts, and you don't aren't able to do that, it fragments those relationships. So as a student, if someone's studying this is like, what do you do to be a better listener to create more connection between people, you and your friends and your deep relationships? That's a good question, man. Man, I think I think really just not talking. <laughs> and that's so that's so obvious man but it's like i feel like people um whenever they want to have a conversation with somebody i think that we're just so we're so conditioned to just give our opinion to everything and i think that most people sometimes they just like need to be heard and and then like they don't really necessarily expect too much out of you um if you're in like face to face with somebody i think eye contact is probably one of the most like this is just like simple stuff you know but and i'll get a little bit deeper into it but just like making eye contact with people when you're having a, a conversation more than a conversation but like especially like communication you want to make sure you're really like no like distractions really like are, are really paying attention but if you talk to somebody long enough they'll start complaining to you um that's like a mm-hmm. secret that of like human psychology if you talk to somebody for long enough, like this is, this is a sales trick, right? But it's a human sales is psychology, human sales is the study of human behavior and understanding how to guide somebody to a place that they haven't seen themselves. Right. It's kind of how mm-hmm. I see it. And so um, 
in sales, they teach you that like, if you just talk to somebody long enough, you just ask them enough questions, then eventually they will give you the reason why they will buy. Same thing with the like communication and, and any sort of relationships. Like people will say, Hey, let's talk. Right. I hate when I hate when people say that. Like, yo, I got to talk to you about something. I'm like, bro, just we already don't are talking. Just, just talk to me. You don't got to <laughs> yeah. tell me that you're going to talk to me about something. Right. Oh my God. I, I, it's so annoying. But anyway, um, I think, you know, was, that's the first thing is just like making sure that you understand the intention behind somebody. And then, uh, and then ask questions, dude. I pride myself in asking really good questions because I just think that the, the quality of questions that you ask is the quality of answers that you're going to get. So if you're, I'm the same way with you, man. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with how we grew up. Um, you know, we grew up in totally different households, but maybe similar, um, similar, I don't want to use the word traumas, but similar experiences in that are tapped into our subconscious mind. So like, um, my dad is really just like, I don't want to use the word ignorant. I just don't know any other word. It comes to me the fastest. Right. But well, like whenever there's a conflict between me and my mom, him and my mom, when I always used to watch him argue, he would always be the one that just like shuts off. Like, nope, don't talk to me. I don't talk to you. It'd be like the silent treatment. Like this is what I say goes. Right. And now that's not right, obviously. However, Mm -hmm. that's when I was growing up and I started like having relationships with like women um, that's the easiest bro that's the easiest. <laughs> and it got me in so much trouble I, I had this one girlfriend <laughs> who just like was like she just put me in my place bro because she's like what do you get out of this like it's not when you want to solve it it's like when well, like this is not just your life it's not just your priority mm-hmm. this isn't just like when you want to do it like this has to be a mutual thing so I think when it comes to listening you got to really understand like this it, it's takes two to tango you know especially mm-hmm. if somebody wants to talk to you they want to talk to you about something important. Like, dude, I'm, I know I'm consciously aware that I have to be a better communicator with my mom. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I talk to my mom, but I don't communicate with my mom. You know, mm-hmm. I don't tell her a lot of what I'm doing. Cause I know that like, I'm, I'm such mama's boy, bro. So like, I know mom cares so much about me. So like, sometimes I feel like scared to like tell her um, like how I'm feeling or what I'm going through mm-hmm. because I'm afraid that she's going to worry about me yeah you know what i'm saying so that to me i feel like but you hit it right in the head when you said it earlier just being being vulnerable um i think is really the the most important part in any relationship i remember i had a really good conversation with my dad um and this is how like my dad and i started like really developing a good relationship because my dad came to the u.s when i was six so for like two years i didn't see him and then obviously when i was here like i was in school he was at work and then he worked night shift so like i would be at, awake and he would be asleep so like i never really had too much of a relationship and i remember one time i was going through it man this was like 2016 probably like 2015 2016 i was going through it and i was like bro let me buy you a beer and we just had like this amazing conversation as a matter of fact the only oh. tattoo that i have is because of the number one thing that i was just like i was like bro this is deep it was just like this conversation. He was just like, man, you, you have so many different things in your life right now. He's like, you just got to focus. And that, I tattooed that on my arm. I was like, okay. But it's like one of the most important conversations because it developed a good relationship where I knew like, okay, I just have to be open with my dad and like my dad then will give me something and I have to be open to receiving. I think that's important too. So if you have a conflict or um, are looking to get something out of a, a relationship, um understanding that you got to be open to receiving receiving it dude that's in par i got a follow-up question with that is like when you're listening to someone with a i think 
there's like different types of conversations that you can have and i want to be specific with what i'm referring to because like that conversation with your dad where it's like hey i can tell like let's have a beer sit down like let me offer you something and you're open to it um and then that triggered me and reminded me with that whole like when you have a argument or like the other response of like like the dude response that i know you know i know and like many other guys who relate to this it's like you're in the middle of that shit and you're like, you just decide at one point, nope, this is over. This ain't going anywhere. Walk it out. Boom. Yeah. See ya. My boy. <laughs> and it's like, so my question is in regards to that. I'm being careful on how I want to word this. I want to capture everything. It's like, where, where is that? What, what is the work to do? Where can we do? What can we, how can we get better? in terms of like just being a person because that's where my brain asks these questions it's like wait if i'm just going to be a wall and just listen it's almost the same as just like checking out and just walking away from it anyways versus like being active and wanting to solve the problem because that's also my 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 man brain my reptilian brain is like problem solve it you know yeah. can't solve problem leave yeah. <laughs> it's like where's uh, where's the middle ground in there and I've, i i have some feedback and i've had some things i've learned that i'd like to share but i'd like to get your opinion you know too especially with just that whole perspective of because we're men so we can it's men of yeah when you're stuck in that position where it's like i want to help but at the same time i don't want to make this person feel invalidated like i'm not listening to because that's the thing i've also run into is like if you just jump to the solution it's like does someone want to be heard or they want to have a solution um and it's just like our brain, I know, always goes for solution, solution versus like yeah. hearing people um, without having that reaction of like, I need to fucking leave. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's tough, man. It's tough. And I think a lot of these conversations end up being with somebody that like you really, truly care about. So it's like it has to be I, I don't think that um, I don't think really. I mean, because there can be just like general relationships like you can just mm -hmm. be homies with somebody. You know, and, and, you know, you could be like acquaintances with somebody and that relationship can just um, spark based off common, common things, right? Things you have in common, mutual, you know, thing like just anything, bro, colors, sports, whatever, right? But I think when it comes down to it, I think relationships and building upon that is understanding that like you, you basically said everything in that first question that I asked you, bro, because it's like understanding like does this is this going to be like a lengthy relationship is this something that i want to pour my effort and energy into because that was another thing too like when i started having like these realizations that it's like well i can't just turn problems off i can't just be like nope it doesn't matter right now i'll come back It'll to it be there. you know yeah. 30 minutes it's always going to be there and it's like if you don't solve it you don't have to solve it right then and there but i feel like you do have to address it right then and there and you have to understand like Will this matter mm, that's a good five question. days from now, five weeks from now? You know, like, is this a minuscule type of thing? Are we just like emotional about it? Um, and then are we just like overreacting? You know, um, mm. I think it has a lot to do with the relationship you have with yourself, bro. I know this is like how we ended last week. It's like the relationship you have with yourself. But I think that that is the root of how you have any other relationship there's like cheesy stuff right that says like before like romantic quotes and stuff that say like before you can love anybody you got to love yourself right i think true. that's 100 percent true like 100%. you have to be cool with understanding your thought patterns and understanding the way you function and understanding the way that you resolve conflict in your head 
and be at peace with yourself and your traumas and your, you know, bullshit. And then you got to be okay with understanding that the other person is also that and somewhat a reflection, you know? Dude, that's, yeah. I think that question you said right there, like, will it matter? It's like judging the, um, the significance and the worthiness of like, the entangle or the because there's going to be conflict in any relationship right and it's like is this conflict work resolving or not and that's going to solve a lot of the problems right there but then that whole with yourself thing i think that's huge because that's what i've found in any conflict situation is like there's multiple how do i put this not problems to solve but um avenues and things to deal with so it's like i know when i'm in a conflict first thing like you said it's like you have to get your shit right for yourself you can't love anybody else unless you love yourself and you can't help anybody else unless you can help yourself so i know for me in any conflict with with i'll just use my girlfriend i know she listens to this podcast she's a great good friend of yours as well with angie it's like first things first if that heated thing comes up i gotta like okay what am i it's like self-diagnosis first it's like what am i dealing with why am i triggered why am I feeling this way? Why is this making me emotional? And I need to diagnose that first. And if I can't diagnose that, me and Angie have actually found and we've communicated now. And I, we just used to not communicate it. So it was a point of tension. It's like, for me, if I can't get that figured out, I can't progress. And so I need to have that figured out first. And sometimes she figures that out before me, you know, and she's already at that point. And she's ready to then make the, to make the, the work happen between us. Because that's what my opinion is that, you have to do it between yourself. You have to, she has to do it for herself. And then we have to do it together. So it's yeah. like there's three parts that need to be done. If all three aren't there, it's not going to work. If me and her both haven't figured ourselves out, we ain't getting the mutual between our relationship, between each other. Sometimes I'm first and she needs to do it. Sometimes she's first and I need to do it. But either way, I think we've gotten really good at realizing when somebody else is triggered and emotional and not that they Cause it's so easy when someone's triggered and you can see like, yo, you're clearly triggered by that one trauma that I know is your thing. And that's affecting our conversation right now. And like, but I can't like, unless you realize that we can't have this conversation right now because that's affecting this conversation right now. So I think we both gotten really good at um, realizing our own shit and then realize, Oh yeah, I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then if that, <laughs> that awareness comes, then it's like, okay, boom. We're at that level. Now we want to work together because that's also the biggest, one of the biggest um, phrases that I've kept in my mind replaying when it comes to conflict and, res- and relationships. It's not you against me. It's me and you against the problem. Dude, that's a bar. Yeah. That's because you, know, you can easily, it's so easy. Your triggered ego will always defend itself. It will always defend itself and it will always make the other person relationship, no matter how good of a friend you've been, no matter how good of a girlfriend they've been, no matter if your freaking mom like birthed you, like no matter the relationship, like your triggered ego will make the other person the enemy. It will. Yeah. And I've learned that like the hard way a lot yeah. in my life. <laughs> you always want to defend yourself. And, yeah. Yeah. Your, your point of view, dude, I think a, a, a big thing when it comes to like strengthening relationships is time. Like, I think that is I think that is so misunderstood with people is people expect um, like such big things, even in business, man. Um, I think even in business, people expect like millions of results right away when it comes to mm-hmm. a business partner. One of the best pieces of advice that I got from one of my real estate mentors is like before you get into a partnership with someone in real estate, like date them first, you know, like 
there's a strategy called JV, right? J- um, joint venture, like joint venture a deal together, you know, like, hey, let's go 50-50 on this before you guys like sign any agreements or really do anything else, like really spend time, you know, like go show them your deal, see, test their integrity, you know, are they going to steal your data? Are they going to steal your information? Are they going to steal your clients? Like, and that was a big thing that I, that I grasped from him. He's like, dude, if you're going to go into these long, big partnerships that have like legalities and liabilities that, that, that attach to it, you need to make sure that you're getting in the right relationship with that partner. Um, and then I think it goes to like intimate relationships as well, dude, like people, people, go i've seen people go from relationship to relationship mm-hmm. to relationship mm-hmm. because they're like they're like they're single for a week or a month and then it's like the next week they're already like looking or they're already with somebody else and it's like dude you didn't even you weren't even by yourself for a month like you can't yeah, expect exactly. to know yourself you know you can't expect to know somebody until you really know yourself and i think time is a big variable that strengthens a lot of relationships um which I've seen with obviously with you and Ange, like you guys spent a lot of time together and I've had conversations with both of you guys. I'm going to be the middleman here. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it's like the, it's like, I hear both points of view and I'm like, well, you guys are both fucking right. So good luck. <laughs> <You> <laughs> so, but dude, I, I had this, I had this um girlfriend like three, four years ago and she used to call me out on all my bullshit, man. And I think that she was probably one of the biggest reasons why I became um, more of a uh, open-minded person. Like she just like, but one of the things that she told me, she's like, "Don't assume because it makes out of ass out of you and you me. and me." Yep. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, that's simple but brilliant." Because I always used to assume like she was pissed or like mm-hmm. you know there was something wrong, and it mm-hmm. would start conflict. I'd be like, "No, but you look mad. Like why you look so mad?" And it'd be like, well, "I had to be right all the time." And it was like, it was just like different things like that. But as time went by, I realized like, oh, this is just like, it's just that person, you know, like this is how they are. I was expecting mm-hmm. such quick results right away. It comes to building any relationship. And I think time is really what, what allows it either makes or breaks it, you know? Yeah. That time is like, dude, yeah, I'm just using my relationships. So I don't want to speak out of my ass and just generalize things. But it's like, dude, I had to realize that. Yeah, exactly. The same thing with like, okay. Let me use myself. I have moods, bro. I have points where, I, like, I have moods. Like, bro, don't we too. all? I think everybody does, man. And it's like, dude, when I'm in a mood and I don't want to fucking talk to anybody, don't <laughs> talk to me, bro. Like, I, there's nothing wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong. I just need a day. I need an afternoon. I need a night. And leave me alone and I'll be fine. And, like, my expectation for others is just to leave me wrong and not to assume anything is wrong with me. So then how am I? gonna assume that there's something wrong with my girlfriend when she's in a mood oh yeah. what did i do what is wrong with me oh she's pissing me about something and then, like you're solving for this is like no nah, dude don't you understand yourself you get like that all the time let her be let her do her thing because she's gonna like she, like exactly it's like that that level of awareness for me has been so critical for my relationships is like realizing hey i am the same exact way i do the exact same things okay they're just doing them they're fighting them right now they're not fighting me because it's like yeah, that triggered ego is always going to make the relationship difficult because it's always going to make it about you. Like yeah. they're acting this way because of me or I did something or I did something to upset them and then I got to fix it or whatever. It's, no, it was none of that. They're yeah. just in their own yeah. mood. <laughs> it's like, Dude, it's also vice versa. 
vice versa too bro you'll have moods of like just like happy super all-time highs bro and then the other person right it doesn't matter who it might be it might be you know it could be you bro i'd be like all-time highs Mm -hmm. you know perfect example right one of one of the guys on the team right he would be like just shooting me his screenshots of all his trades bro and this guy was making dough he was making bank and i'm trading the same things at the same time and i'm taking l after l after l after l and i'm like bro just don't don't just don't just stop talking to me you know but he's like he's at all-time highs you know and i'm over here like not all-time lows but close close to it you know and he's just like pushing positivity and like, yes, look at me. I'm amazing. And I'm like over here. And it's like, it, it's like conflict. Cause it's almost like, I don't want to text you back, mm-hmm. you know, because of that. It's the same thing with people. It's like, you have moods of like super all time highs and you'll be super happy. You want to do stuff. You want to go but out you want to do stuff. What part of you doesn't want to text him back? It's ego, bro. It's your ego. Exactly. It's ego. Oh yeah. Ego. Dude, yeah. this is a whole, we should have a whole, episode on ego yeah Yeah. i mean that's i feel like we always start topics and the topics turn into other topics it's like we uncover what the topic beneath the topic is and that's like topic of relationships and like when we've summed it back every single problem you can have with your relationship will come back to your ego yeah you know because when you realize when you're able to detach your ego example when you're realizing people are in moods you have moods you detach yourself right and you realize or all those different things is like your ego gets threatened and it perceives this other person as someone that you enjoy someone that you want to have a relationship perceives them as a threat or a problem yeah. it's like the solution to that is the dissolving of the ego and that's where i think yeah like those higher relationships can get involved and i think dude this is a comfort topic i've wanted to bring up on this podcast like relationships with mentorship and relationships with leadership because like that i think what you just said that example is like how i've how I used to perceive and how I feel other people may still perceive leadership and some sort of positive guidance and they can limit you. It limited me because you, like you said, you're not doing well, but somebody else is doing well and they're just always sharing it. Always doing well, always doing well and sharing it. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, you don't want like you don't want any of that part, but wait, what, what does one part of that? Your ego is one part of like when you realize that it's like, dude, this person has so much good. And like, if you allow that, like you said before, you're yes. open to the blessing, man. So our relationships are so powerful because if you're open and willing for them and willing to be vulnerable, willing to share, like you can receive so much. Yeah. You receive so much, like especially when it comes from mentors. You know, and that's, I want to get on the subject because people really look at that shit like someone's bragging versus like looking like someone wants to help you. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I turned away helping hands because my ego was threatened by their superiority. The fact that they were further ahead in life, they had more money, they had more experience, they knew more than me. My ego was threatened by that and I didn't want the help. And that's something I've learned the hard way a lot in my life. It's like not being open to that help and not having that positive relationship with a mentor, with a, like a guidance figure or like authority. Like, do you relate to that? What do you feel about that? Dude, a hundred percent. And it sets you back so much because rather than allowing, you know, the, the good to come to you, you're, you're, you're blurred. You know, Mm -hmm. I think this has happened a lot with, um, especially if mentors are like opposite sex, you know, um, like one person I, I, uh nancy right it's like dude i i like watch nancy grow but then there was a certain point where my ego was like it was overly calculated (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so when she would try to help me it would just like go above and beyond because i'd be like no like i'm right 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, didn't, that didn't serve me at all whatsoever. Right. It made me, it made me feel good for like five minutes, like mm-hmm. thinking I'm right. But in all reality, she wouldn't, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be saying things to me if it wasn't for my own good. That's another thing too. <clears throat> this is something my mom, bro. My mom is, I think one of the, I love my mom. I'll just put it that way. Right. But she, she always used to say like, you know, I'm always right. And I'll be like, mm, I don't know about that. But like, truthfully, she is always right. You know, it's like, fuck, how do you know? How are you, how are you such a wise woman? You know? And it's like the same thing. She wouldn't be telling you those things to, she's not telling you those things to hurt you. Like my mom wouldn't be telling me something to hurt me. She's telling mm-hmm. me these things to make, to like make me better. to like cautious. Something I would with like Nancy, like whenever Nancy hits me up about something, usually it's for something good, but depending on the situation that I'm in, it's a perceived as like, perceive it. Yep. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, she's just on my ass about something, you know, like oh, I got to do something better or this or that. Right. Um, and I think that's just a perfect example of ego, bro. Dissolving your ego. I think, dude, I think this great, great way to kind of summarize everything that we've just talked about If any, any relationship. If you understand that if you put your ego to the side and are open to receiving whatever it is that the other person is um, looking to give i guess right or communicate then you're gonna have like amazing relationships you're open to listening and you're open to receiving i think it's great but i think that's the problem is many people don't understand that ego is actually a thing you know they know what it is and they're like no i'm not egotistic i'm not like that you know that's ego i got it right here oh that book dude this book changed my life man this book is same yeah oh i thought you were gonna pull out the power of now no but this is a great book too this is the relationship book bro and i was just gonna i bring it out because i was referencing when i wanted to add on what you said oh shit my breath fire my i'm in the waiting room for nfl all day oh i got 43 minutes okay <laughs> can't miss that can't miss that nft drop um but dude bringing it back to like when you realize that People share information because they think it's beneficial. Even those crazy people that just talk about the same shit always they talk about, they believe it really hard and they just like sharing it. But people do it, I think, generally for a reason to like put value in the world. It's like sharing the ideas and things that you believe in is like how you put value out there. And if you are that person, that developed person, that leader, the person that knows how to influence and win friends everywhere, it's like you realize every single person everywhere can give you something if you allow it and you listen to it and you put your ego aside. Like you think you know about money, you're walking down the street like, oh man, I make 250k year residually, you got a million net worth, whatever, you know. And like the homeless guy starts talking to you about money, you're like your like, ego will be like, the fuck you know about money, man? I I got it, I know way more about you, but I guarantee you that guy on the homeless street could teach you as much about money as Bill Gates could. Facts. And so it's like, are you open? Are you like, I, yeah, that ref, that book has it in there. It's like every single person has something to give if you are willing to listen and receive it you know i'm just being a listener man i love doing this podcast so because it puts myself on blast like for i'm real. like for i'm real. like man yeah i gotta work on that that's something i gotta work on <laughs> bro that's this for is sure. another thing right to, to we'll add we'll add to the bullet points right so like ways to to really have effective and and, and long and loving relationships first one is communication right being vulnerable Second one would be time. And the third one, I think, is personal development. Like yeah. if you are constantly pouring into yourself 
you're able to number one reduce Ooh, the so re, you're able to reduce the um, effect that your ego has inside of like your own perception of different things like you don't you don't you're not egotistic you're not like not triggered man. yeah you're attacked. not triggered there we go yeah. you're not triggered as easily but then you're also able to pour back to people because you have an understanding like mm-hmm. people just are because they're just unaware people mm-hmm. are not angry people are not stupid people are unre- like people don't piss me off when they cut me off in traffic anymore or anything like that i'm just like <laughs> this guy's probably having a shitty day you know yeah yeah when i take the time i realize that but dude traffic is not easily realizable for me bro i'm just laughing her ass off bro i'll be oh man you know who taught me that the most though and like who i always was like who baffled me for a long time until i started doing my own personal development was mike because he'd be like bro nobody ever upsets me it's like he made he always was crackless joking kind of just like remember when you used to get upset about things and then you just realize it's just how they are and you just came up that way i'm like ha uh, yeah yeah of course uh, <laughs> well, he said this yesterday uh, no but yes you know like <laughs> he said this yesterday i was talking to him about tsa and i was like well, why don't you get a private jet that way you don't have to get pissed off at the flight attendant or at uh, uh tsa anymore he's like <laughs> i don't get pissed off yeah, yeah that's all he said he's like i don't get pissed off i'm like yeah. oh well, i'm working on that one i'm working nice on that one but dude that that's it like that whole we brought up the word ego i think a lot in this podcast but i think you made a such a fucking powerful connection there people always like understand and i think people always understand this on a base level on a surface level like yeah your ego is not your amigo when it comes to certain things but what is the work and how where's the actual real action steps where's the real progress you can make in working on your ego and you said it it's personal development it's personal development and i think personal development is so important because one it dissolves our ego it dissolves the barriers it dissolves the like needing to defend yourself in relationships It, it is able to soothe and ease over a lot of those bumps that are in the road of relationships, but not at the same time, it doesn't just remove the negative. It enhances positive. Like when you put so much value in yourself, like you build everybody else around you. Like the more you work on yourself, the more you're working on your family, your girlfriend, your friend, your siblings, like that value you put in you goes into them. Same as the value that they put on themselves comes out into you. So it's like doing your part of the circle is like when your ego is odd, it's like, Oh, wait, it's not about me getting something or what am I getting or what am I not getting from anything? It's like, what am I going to give yes. into these situations? I think it was a higher part of relationships. And that's one thing I realized. I think that's developed, helped me develop my adult relationships the way I had. Like, like I said, man, I, I grew up in a small town, Wisconsin. I left, went to the big city, lived in Germany, went to Puerto Rico. I've moved around. I had a lot of different friend groups and stuff, but like the, the true relationships I have in my adult life today are all, come from a direct result of me realizing like yo like i have stuff to give and i should be willing to give and i should actually go out there to give that stuff because versus that thinking of like what is this person doing for me like where are they trying to get out of me where are they getting that out of me and like all the successful great relationships that i enjoy today are a direct result of me doing personal development and like this book was one of the first ones i realized i was like okay (laughs) This shit needs to be in fucking school, man. Like, and I need to read this. I've read it twice. I need to read it a third time because it ain't the same book and I'm not the same person anymore. That's it. So it's like, I mean, it is the same book, but I'm not the same person. So it's like, dude, those lessons, like golden, gold for life, bro. Yeah, facts. I agree. Power of Now is a great book for, um, Mm. what was that word that you used for? um, Like surrendering, like, yeah, defending yourself. 
Yeah. No, Surrender no, no, no. is, I'm reading this book. It's called The Purpose Driven Life. Um, it's by a pastor, but he talks about like how to develop your relationship with God. So it's kind of another good relationship with a spirit, spiritual relationship that you have with um, like with your creator, I think is important understanding that like surrendering to whatever you believe in, I think is very powerful because it completely diminishes everything from happening to you and it happens for you. So I think when you're like completely surrendered, like things don't happen. Like, for example, I'll use something tragic, you know, like a car accident, right? A car accident wasn't, didn't happen to you. It happened for you, right? There was something better, something stopped you or something. Or like you lose your job, right? There was this woman on my team. She lost her job on Thursday and she's like, oh, I'm all done. I'm about to go on the vacation. I just lost my job. I'm like, but you're a woman of faith. Like, then the, you shouldn't, Bob Proctor says this, you're, you're not going to be thrown off by certain circumstances because you are expecting the right thing to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, you might perceive it as a bad thing immediately, but it's a good thing because you're completely surrendered to the universe or God or whatever you believe in. And I think just like having that relationship, number one with yourself, right? By understanding personal development, and like constantly pouring into yourself, it allows you to be more calm when chaos happens in your mm-hmm. life. It allows you to be more calm when you're having a, you know, when your partner's freaking out, you know, your boyfriend, or girlfriend, your <laughs> wife, or your mom, or your aunt, or your brother is like trying to talk shit to you. And it's like, you know, you just gotta be, you gotta be okay. Right. You're gonna be okay. And understand that things don't happen to you. They're happening for you. So mm-hmm. it's like, things so, having that, having that, um, they don't really, Neno really dives deep, like having this relationship mornings with Neno, anybody that doesn't plug in, highly recommend it. Um, I listen to it every morning like really highly recommends like developing a relationship with your creator because it allows you to perceive life in just such a more like happy way like you expect miracles you get miracles like tomorrow is christmas you know every day Mm -hmm. regardless of what happens you know whether it snows on christmas or doesn't snow on christmas it's 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 gonna be a good day and that just like being at peace right goes back to relationship that you have with yourself being at peace allows you to be at peace with everybody else mm-hmm. and allows you to high vibrational beings attract other high vibrational beings. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you're so open and calm, good person, open and calm and good people are going to come your way. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I look at it. I, I tend to now Mike's when Mike kind of triggered me yesterday when he was like, I don't get pissed. I feel like I don't get too pissed. I feel like I don't get Wait, too he triggered pissed. Triggered you like in a, in good, a way. good way. Yeah, in a good way, okay. not in a bad way. Yeah, like fuck you. I get. How do you not get pissed? Like, don't <laughs> get pissed that he doesn't get pissed. <laughs> yeah. How do you not get mad at anything? Like, but it makes sense, man, because it's all perception. You mm-hmm. know, like nobody can make you angry. That's one of the things that happened. You know, mm, um, so when, when, like, uh, going back to you know, this past relationship that I was in, she'd always like. I would always not get angry at certain things. And that is what would make her angry. And it would be like, bro, like, why are you not mad? Like, how, how is this not a big deal? I'm like, it's just not a big deal. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll just handle it. It doesn't matter, bro. Like, just forget about it. Let's not talk about it right now. We'll talk about it when we get home or something like that. And you'd be like, no, like, you have to feel some type of way internally. Yes and no. Like, do you agree with that? Like, do you have no. to feel? No, something? no, no. Nobody has to feel anything, bro. You're in, like you said, you, nobody makes you angry. You make you yourself you angry. angry. Nobody makes you happy. You make yourself happy. And so like, dude, that's, I don't want to put an adjective on it, but that's, 
that's manipulative because if you expect other people to have emotions and that you like you it's like the core of like those principles that we were talking about in the beginning of this podcast is like realizing you have your own emotions other people have their own emotions that's their own battle to solve and you have your own battles to solve just because you've won your battle against your anger this time like oh i recognize anger i didn't let it get to me i overcame it but you didn't or it's like i succumbed to anger but you didn't so i'm gonna be pissed that you didn't succumb to the anger like nah man (laughs) nah bro like everyone's got their own emotions and their own things and like letting other people be themselves that's that's what you gotta do like yeah yeah this is a deep topic, man. I feel like it can go deep into a lot of different ways because I feel like most people have the same, same commonalities when it comes to relationships. It's that conflict. It's just like that trigger. That's what mm, it is, man. It's the trigger, the, bro. People get triggered and then boom, it's fucking, it's either, you know. Dude, it, I got to put like, this on the record though. It's because like with that, sorry to cut you off. Like, bro, getting triggered can be viewed as two ways. It's like, screw this person because they always trigger me. You know, I don't like them. It's like we disagree and we get triggered. And you can. That might be the safe and best route in certain options. But at the same time, I'm so grateful for my girlfriend, Angie, because she triggered me in such the best way. And it always causes growth. Like she's there to not only trigger me, which is good, because I think that's having if I had a relationship with someone that didn't trigger me and it was easy, like there would be no growth. But something having someone that triggers me and then allows me to work and heal through the triggering, bro. That's the best thing in the world. Like, I'm so grateful for her. Love you, babe. Because that's like, dude, Shout like, out. that's what, what else you want on a relationship is like someone that triggers you. Hey, this is where you suck. This is where you're weak. And like, well, let's grow on this. Like, they reveal that too. It's their mirror of like, hey, this is where you're short. This is where you need to work on. Versus like just being in relationships with people that agree with everything you say and are always in accordance and alignment with you. It's like, there's no growth there. Facts. You know, it's Shout like, yeah, there's that multiple viewpoint of triggering, like either this is a help this is triggering me to grow or triggering me to stay the same it's it's deep bro shout out angie for making you a better man bro <laughs> yeah. bro you can't live with them you can't live without them you know people used to say that to me when i used to run into couples bro. <laughs> I, <can do> that. <laughs> I used to run into couples right and it'd be like this happy like you could see that they were happy right husband and wife and i'd be like what's the secret and the husband would always be like she's always right and i'd be like what's the secret and then the wife would never answer because i guess that's that's the key right but it was always like <laughs> Well, uh, I would always when it was when I was just talking to a husband, it'd be like happy wife, happy life, or you can't live with them, you can't live without them. You know, that's like it's like cliche as fuck, but it's true, man. Shout out to all the females out there that make men better. Shout out to all the females that make men worse, that then make them better. Exactly, exactly. Every single relationship either goes good or bad for you, ultimately should make you better. It's just like realizing that, like yo, I'm gonna bring it back because yeah, shout out the women, they make men better. But shout out to the men holding it down for their women because Fact. a strong man allows a woman to be creative, be nurturing, not have to worry about certain types of shit because she knows a man's holding it down. Like, you know, and that's I think that's that type of relationship. It's it's uh, what's the word? Um, mutually beneficial. Yes. It's where both sides need each other. One can't survive without the out without the other, because I don't believe in either. I don't believe that. A man can just do without a woman and a woman can do without a man because they have, it doesn't have to be, I'm not even trying to start that conversation right now of your <laughs> definitions of man and women, but like the idea of just having the one, um, having that, those mutually beneficial personalities and dynamics and relationships that allow both to thrive. You know, I know I feel very supported and like by my girlfriend and I'm allowed to thrive. 
and hopefully she feels the same because i'm a, i feel like i'm allowed to do the shit i'm meant to do as a man you know hold shit down like provide and like provide yeah. that security and safety for my family and my loved ones and they know like they got me as a rock and she's allowed to do the things that she's good at you know she's taking care of shit like loving me supporting me like bro like men and female brains are created different i think they bring different things to the table now we're starting i'm opening up a whole nother can of worms here but yes shout out to women and shout out to mutually beneficial relationships where both sides pull their weight yeah i think it's important to know too i think it's important to know like what um in any relationship who's kind of carrying the torch at the time you know mm-hmm. because both people can't be carrying the torch at the time i mean i guess you could be walking you know together but at some point one person is always going to be ahead. I, I think that's important to realize that like even in business, you know, business partnerships, I think one of the best business partnerships that I've seen is Mike and Tim, you know, shout out to Mike and Tim. Cause if we bring them up at least every episode about, cause they're yeah. just like such a good example. And like a lot of things, cause I, I'm constantly number one, the proximity number two, like I'm seeing the growth as it goes, you know, going from, mm-hmm. you know, a few thousand dollars in revenue to multiple millions in revenue like you need to become a different person individually and then in in business strategies stuff like that so i think just understanding like who's carrying the torch at the time strength and weaknesses and then like how to balance each other out so so important but also it's like the way my mind sees it it's like okay yeah one person might carry the torch but who carries the 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 fluid the light lighter fluid keep it a light who carries the kindling to keep the lighter who goes and gets all that shit because like yeah, in a sense, you might look at a man carrying the torch as the most noble thing, but there's a woman behind him that allows him to do that. That gives him all the supplies so he doesn't have to do it because you can't carry the torch if you have to get all the other shit done too. So there's like so many things like, yeah, you're just recognizing people that for what they are and what they do. And when you find that person that like suits your strengths or suits like helps you with your weaknesses and like you your strengths are their weaknesses bro that's like that's the perfect partnership i think you know it's like people realizing they have because if you have two people trying to do the same role maybe that's what you're trying to say or maybe that's kind of how i took it it's like you have two people trying to do the same role and then like well i'm doing it now and you're not doing shit and then the other person's yeah. like well i'm not doing it, you're not doing shit that's that's thing i would be a terrible partnership but partnerships are should be my opinion between two people with different with complementing skill sets you know yeah like, i'm not if you're holding the torch pulling the torch you're good i'm not i'm gonna find something else to do you know just yeah. in, in that metaphor and that's where it's like that's a good partnership is people doing complimenting things at the same time that help each other i agree i think that's important especially when it comes to like a intimate relationship understanding that like if you're a man and a woman you got to know you don't got to know but you got to figure out your roles you know you mm-hmm. guys can't be both so like important. breadwinners and stuff like that if you're planning on raising a family and stuff like that like somebody's got to raise somebody you know like it's just and it doesn't have to be man doesn't have to be woman right not not to get into that topic but um yeah no the woman's got to clean the man's got to hunt no (laughs) the man got to go out and and kill the animals come back i mean yeah that's a that's that's a subject in itself i think it's important though you know i think people i think people are not okay with talking about these things that it makes people uncomfortable to talk about these things like somebody asked me the other day what i think about 50 50 relationships of like man and woman like splitting finances and i'm like i think it's a i think it's a good standard you know i was like my dad always took care of my mom my family so like i i I see myself as that like being the main provider but at the same time like it's cool you're going out with your lady it's like yo i got it dope i can save 100 bucks today like you know but yeah 50 50 is good for the person who makes less (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but no, man. I I see, this, I is a, this is a topic in itself, though, bro, because yeah. you understand, like, it, sometimes this is what this is what my conclusion. Sorry to cut you off, but like my conclusion to it was like it's 50 50 till it's not, because what if you lose your job? Right. Yeah. Or, and then and then I got to carry you for three, yeah. four, five, six months. And then what if business is booming for me? And then all of a sudden it's not. But you still have and a job, my but my business is not booming. Exactly. You know, it's like you got to carry the torch for a little bit. So like 50 50 to an extent. Um, it just comes back down to what we were talking about earlier, right? Communication. Communication. Yeah, exactly. I mean, personally, I think it's, I'm not, I'm not the person that likes to keep track of shit, you know, at the same time. It's like I have in the past, and I've, I've noticed arguments I've had with relationships in the past. That's like, that's to me is the point of like, relationship is kind of at the bare bones of like, it might not break, but it's kind of starting to break when you start kind of like, well, I did this and I did that. Yeah. And like, and then, well, I did this and I did this. It's like, the better my relationships have gone, the less we've kept count of the favors and like who's yeah, done what for what, you know, it's just like, yeah. yeah, I know you got me. And if I got you, if I got it, I'll get you. And there's that trust. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good way. That's the key to it all. Is it? Not? Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's a good way to kind of wrap up the topic, bro. Last Please. question. Don't I got it. This is the wrap up. up. It's the, it's the freaking the mercy question we're talking about relationships we're talking about people you know and conflicts things happen question is my question is it's the moral question for me of this topic someone fucks up right people fuck up people make mistakes i believe i'm putting bias on this question right i'm i gotta get better at that asking non-biased questions (laughs) (laughs) but i believe everyone deserves a second chance right what do you think? Do you think people deserve a second chance? Damn, bro, that's a good... Do you think people deserve a third? It's a mercy question for real, bro. I'm going to have to tap out and not answer that one. Just get, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> um, like, what, what's, what's, what, what is it when it comes to mercy and when it comes to like, people making mistakes in relationships? Like, where is your grace? Where does it, where does it end? Does it end? Yeah, I think it's a really good I think I think um, it depends on the severity of the fuck up, because the first thing that that we know when I think of second chances and then I think of the word second chance, the phrase second chances and the word relationships first thing and then putting relationships, second chances and fucking up all in one sentence usually (laughs) comes down to cheating. Right. So, like, I think if we're talking about that particular subject, you know, um, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one because I've been in that situation and I've been that situation. So like both I've done and have been done, right? Both of those things. So it's like, uh, it, I think it, de- it depends on the, on the communication that you have with each other. I think second chances are important and the severity of the fuck up. You know, if you're married and you go out and fuck somebody else, no, no chance, bro. I think marriage is like a, I think it's like a holy thing, you know, not not like spiritually yeah. church holy, but like it's like oh, you know, you're, you're gonna sign so, a contract with somebody for the rest of your life. You better you, there is no fucking up. I think that's spiritually like you know for sure. Yeah, dude. So yeah, I mean, I've personally never been in the. I've never never cheated, never been cheated on, so I don't have any experience on that. Um, but yeah, that whole I think that's a good point. Is like how severe was the was the mistake in question um but where do you uh where do you draw the line yeah yeah because it's let's not even use a severe thing of like a severe brunch of break 
breach of trust. Let's use something even like. Well, that that's I think that's the only way to fuck up in a relationship is okay. when you break trust. Yeah, I mean, you like, bro. Well, like, let's say you break trust in a less severe way, versus like you broke a promise. Like you stole my dog. <laughs> that's pretty damn severe. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> let's say like you've had an issue that. And you've made a promise to somebody and you you broke your promise, like in terms of behavior or um, anything, you know, like no, breaking think, the promise. Yeah, I, think, I think people deserve second chances for sure, because I think people can grow and I think people can grow past mistakes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what about third chance? No. no. It was J. Cole say, right? Shoot me once, shame on or fool me once, shame on oh, you, yeah. fool me twice. George Bush. Yeah, shame on me. Shame, shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> and then it's like shame me three well, times. Fool me and once, just... can't get fooled again. Or like, no, we gotta quote it right. It's yeah, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, fuck the peace signs, fuck the choppers rain on you. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think it depends on number one. It depends on the severity, but I also do think genuinely people do deserve second chances. Unless, dude, I think, you know. I think marriage is like I hold marriage to a very high standard, you know, which is like, but no second chances in marriage. No, no, fuck that. (laughs) Somebody somebody fucks up in marriage, bro. It's over. See you later. Bye bye. You know, it's like you had your one chance. You only gave one chance, bro. If you're gonna commit to somebody for life like that, it's over. And I think people take marriage so lightly nowadays. Um, that's a different topic. But when it comes to like breaking trust, trust in relationships as a whole, I think if it's not as severe as like cheating when you're married or when you're like in a seriously deep relationship um then i think that people do deserve second chances because people can grow people can develop people can get enlightenment from fuck-ups you don't learn anything good through pleasure it's always through torture that you learn something you learn that lesson Um, but it also depends on the standard that you have of yourself you know and how important that person is to you for example if you did something to me that i was like damn jordan it's fucked up bro i stole your dog you stole my dog bro at least i know she would have someone to play with you know code is code <laughs> is pretty cool um but like no let's say i don't know you stole something like let's say i gave you my seed phrase right how the fuck would, would you do that yeah okay well let's say <laughs> i i don't know man let's say i left my laptop open at your house okay yeah and and i went to get groceries and i left my metamask open right something that could happen and you just went in there and ink stole a couple commas and then didn't tell me about it right i'd be like bro you fucked up that's it right that's it i I wouldn't like i would trust you would i forgive you yeah i forgive you i think forgiveness is important but like i wouldn't you wouldn't be my homie anymore i'd be like fuck off bro Mm -hmm. you know would i give you a second chance if you gave me the money plus interest you know (laughs) (laughs) So it, oh. it depends on the severity, I guess. It's very situational. But I think just to kind of justify it, and then I want to hear your answer. Yes, people do deserve second chances, dependent, contingent. I like that word better. Contingent upon the severity of their fuck up. If it's like level past level five fuck up, I don't think. Nah, mm-hmm. let's go past level six fuck up. You know, I don't think me deserve a second chance it's over you know like no especially if you know your worth especially if you know your Mm -hmm. values you know if 
if it's below a six, yeah, for sure. I think people can read a book and get over their bullshit ideals of themselves and grow into a new person, shift their identity. Their ideas. Mm-hmm. What do you See, think? For me, it's, I, I, I bring it back to myself because that's where I've been with this conversation is like reflecting things on myself and like, how many chances do I give myself? You know, and I think it's a very valid question when you're in relationships with people and they do affect you is like, at what cost is the question you have to ask is what cost giving this person, what giving this person a second chance, what cost does that come to me? Giving this person a third chance, what cost does that come to me? And giving them a fourth cost, what causes that give to me? That was weird. I don't know if you heard that noise, but for me, I've actually experienced a lot of grace in this world um, without getting chance. too deep into some stuff, man. I always, I had trouble childhood, man. I'm not going to lie. Like parental relationships weren't always the best. And the person I look up to the most in my life, um, my grandpa, like I, I think I respect him. And uh, a lot of the people I find that I respect the most have never ending grace. And it's impressive as hell to me because I don't know if I would have the same in certain situations. I would like to think so when I'm sitting on this podcast and like, yeah, I have never ending grace, but the fuck I do like, come on. <laughs> like I get pissed at people. You like cross lines, right? Like certain actions might be take, but man, I, I, yeah, it's hard, especially with uh, some of the things like, okay, for example, I'm going to bring out a really personal thing with me and my dad, the guy who birthed me six weeks, said goodbye like didn't want to do it my mom moved back to wisconsin and he wanted to stay in chicago he has a whole new family now um he never reached out to me ever as a kid and i didn't know who he was just had a picture like never met my dad i met him when i was 23 years old turns out he remarried had another daughter i wanted to meet my stepdaughter and like whatever and that's where he was like nope cut it off again so like he basically dissed me fucked up said fuck off to me twice in my life you know and like for a long time, I was really pissed at this guy. Like, and I had a reason to be, you know, and, but I'm realizing like to hold the grudge, to hold it like, no, this guy will not. It's like, that's letting me have power over him. So I don't know. I think the unending grace is like, bro, if he hit me up today, as much as I was, especially after I actually met him for the first time in my life at 23, never, ever saw this guy whole life, bro. My dad, like met him. And then he's like, still to be like that. If he hit me up today, I would probably be pissed for a week and be like, fuck you, no. But then I would be like, yeah, no, well, let's, let's chill. Let me know, you know? Because it's like, I don't know, man. Like, that is such a core experience of who I am. And then, like I said, relating to my grandpa, like my grandpa, anytime I messed up as a kid, anytime I did something really mean to my mom or done something I really shouldn't have, my grandpa was there to be like, it's okay, bro. Like, no matter what, you fucked up, but we'll figure this out. So I don't know, man. I think never-ending grace is a really powerful quality does everybody deserve it i think so i don't know some reason i got it and you know like my dad like i said if he ever hit me up one day i'd be like whatever dude like you're an idiot like (laughs) like but it's chill like you know what i mean i don't know i just it's hard for me to be like close was your grandpa or is your grandpa a very spiritual person kind of christian pretty christian he never we never really had spiritual conversations about life or anything like that as most of my family practice christian i saw them sing songs at church but it's monday through saturday they don't really say the word god or use like (laughs) 
<laughs> only on Sundays. Yeah. That's but him. yeah, no, it's he I learned that from him, bro. It's like he had the biggest heart in the world to me. And I think Mike Navrat's another person that has a huge heart. Tim Sloma as well. Like those people that have those big hearts are like, dude, it's almost like you can't fuck with me, man. Like you can't get at me. No matter how wrong you do to me, it doesn't affect me, man. You yeah. do me wrong, don't affect me. Yeah, like I, mean, I agree with you, bro. There's a level of like protecting your energy and protecting your day to day life. Like you shouldn't live with some psycho that like fucks with you and you <laughs> forgive them every day. That's not what I'm saying. Let me be abundantly clear. That's not what I'm saying. But in the overall sense of like, yeah, dude, that never ending grace. It's like that's what Jesus is to me. I don't believe in the person or like the coming out of a cave three days after being dead. But like <laughs> the the whole idea of him, you know, and his the teacher that he was was that was one of the big concepts i have like i gained from him through historical study of like that religion and christianity is yeah the never-ending grace how powerful that is yeah i think if I, yeah, that's what i was gonna say i think if uh i was lining up to say something along those lines the relationship that you have with your creator allows you to be more forgiving more um just open to being okay mm-hmm. And you got to forgive yourself damn near every day. I, I got to forgive myself damn near every day. I'm not putting that words out. You got to, but like I do because I mess up all the time, you know, little and big. Yeah, it's huge. That's a deep question, man. I guess I would, I would give everybody a second chance, but not with me, you know, like would you, you have a second chance. second chance. You say, I would give myself, I give myself a second chance all the time, bro. I fuck but not up. anybody else. <laughs> Not anybody else in my life, I would say. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if somebody was, like, if I was in a relationship and they fuck up and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, mm, sorry doesn't cut it, you know? It's yeah. like, no, you had your chance. Or, you're, or, like, same thing in business. If someone in business does you dirty. And I think, right? too, you can, we can clarify some things, too. It's like, second chances don't, doesn't have to just mean, okay, like, you're cut off never, ever again. It's like, you can still maintain a relationship with someone that's doing you dirty, but they're getting a whole different level of access now yeah and it's like you know it's like i'm very yeah, you're never getting a second chance of being this close but like doesn't mean it's like close the freaking door <laughs> yeah no dude but i'm very binary like i don't i don't really have too much um i don't have too much like i don't have the attention span to kind of have like a half-ass relationship you know if we're, we're either like acquaintances and you know we kick it every once in a while or we're like homies you know and like we're tight you know we can share with each other whatever there's really like no in between same thing it's like if you fuck up it's like yo it's, it's over like yeah well if i see you on the street i'm not gonna turn my back to you i'll say what's up to you you know um we'll we'll be homies we'll be cool or whatever but uh we can't ever do don't fake it yeah no you can't man it's not like that yeah it's it's sensitive it's a sensitive topic bro it's like yeah i got i got a story like i think people when, when i think and this is why i think people do deserve second chances right because i feel like there was a certain situation over the last summer that like happened it's like my ignorance um caused my miscommunication to like a, a f- trigger caused my miscommunication to trigger somebody else that i thought was like a super really good friend of mine you know i thought we we're gonna be homies forever uh, it was like that type of relationship, you know, and then he got triggered. And then like all of a sudden he just one day just like cut me off. And I was like, well, that's really shitty. You know, like I thought we were homies. I apologize, bro. 
like the whole nine yards. And it was like, cool, you know, whatever. So do I think we reserve second chances? Yeah. But then again, I'm also very binary. Like, yeah, you fuck up once. That's it. That's all you need to some people. It just depends on the development of people, I guess. Now, the more I'm thinking about that question, it's like, do people deserve second chance? Yeah, everybody deserves second chance. But like, if you fuck up, you fuck up, you know? <laughs> back. I don't know, man. That is a great fucking question, bro. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good moral one. It's like, it's like the whole chicken crossing the road shit. Like, you could talk on that question forever. Yeah. We should. Why do you think the chicken crossed the road? Me, yeah, I think it just needs because it wanted to cross the fucking road. That's why. <laughs> needed to get to the other side, man. Yeah. Don't ask why. Just realize it did. That's that's one thing I like about um these conversations. It's like we can get anywhere, go anywhere with any topic, but then realize, yo, like you could do that with anything. There's always another question on another layer, and you could always ask more. At the end of the day, it's fun to ask why for a little bit, but you gotta get your ass back to work. Start stacking that cash. Yeah. Make those moves. Like, these are these are critical conversations. That's what we do them on Fridays after the lease over review. But yeah, man, I'm excited, bro. This has been a fun episode. What we got on tap, bro. I know we didn't even communicate this, but what's on tap? What's coming up? What do you think, man? What do you got? What do you got cooking inside your brain? Guest guest appearances, me asking guests really hard questions. I think the tough questions, man. I think you ask really good questions. I, I take my pride in a lot of really good questions. I think we should have, I think next week you should invite somebody that's. Dude, I don't know about you. I don't write any shit down before this podcast. Like, oh, either, bro. I don't have no. nothing. I write shit down <laughs> while we're talking. No, me neither, bro. I don't write yeah, anything. Like, I just, I literally get my mic ready three or four minutes before we start recording. <laughs> yeah. I, I was eating a burrito right before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. That's that's yeah. what keeps it genuine, you know. No, no, none, none of this is scripted. It's all none of the shit scripted, guys. Like nothing, nothing's planned. But yeah, if you all want to be on this shit, if you want to be on the show, talk about something you want to talk about, or you want me to mind to grill you with some tough questions or whatever, let us know. But I have some people in mind, man. I have a couple people, some fan favorites. Some fan favorites. Yeah. We gotta have Mike in here. I don't know about that guy. That guy kind of. He kind of pissed me off the other day. If I, say anything, I, get <laughs> I bet you, I bet you didn't, you didn't piss him off. No, I definitely didn't. As much as I tried. You know what does no. trigger Mike though, bro? When he can't get to where he needs to go. Yeah, I know. Him. When I he's know. like, when he's late for a flight, misses a flight, and then he can't travel to Argentina. That'll trigger him. Oh, I got some. I let Mike <laughs> get on the air to defend himself, but because I can't attack him more. Me and Mike are, bro, that's the thing. It's like, I think a lot of people look at Mike as like this. I mean, he is that guy. Like, he is that dude. Um, but I'm really grateful to have that relationship of, like, we grew up. We went to college together. Like, we just gave each other so much shit. And I do not, no matter how big he gets, no matter how much of stature he has, I will never not take the chance to <laughs> get a little jab in there, bro. But I'll wait till he's on there to defend himself. So <laughs> That's so funny, bro. Maybe yeah. that might be a... Maybe we'll see. Maybe, maybe we're running it up. All right, Ray. Well, I appreciate you all for listening, Jordan. I appreciate you for tuning in, bro. One more time. I know it's uh Friday. I love Fridays, bro. I look forward to getting paid on Fridays. I look forward to recording on Fridays. Look forward to this haircut I'm about to get. But I appreciate everybody for listening. Don't forget to, um, you know, like, subscribe, the whole nine yards. Follow us on on follow us on Spotify. Leave some reviews. Stay tuned.
Stay tuned for what's next. Let's do it.